from the new recording lair located deep beneath the Wine and Spirit Store in Ephrata, Pennsylvania. You're listening to the Masonic Light Podcast. Studio 665 presents Masonic Light Podcast. This show is recorded by Masons, for Masons, and is for entertainment purposes only. And please, no wagering. This podcast is not endorsed by any Grand Lodge, and the ridiculous ramblings of the hosts are their own. And now, here's your host. Hey, everybody. It is the Masonic Light Podcast. Oh, no. And this is episode number 169. No, that's wrong. It is true. That's the metric system. 169. Hard to believe. It is. Wow. Tonight's episode is brought to you by our sponsors, George J. Grove and Son, Hireman Solomon Cigars, Scott Helm Electric, and Intermezzo by Stephanie. Mm, I know her. Yeah. She doing anything for spring? She's yeah. She's getting her Easter stuff out. Cool. Um, she's doing well. It's I think we're about out of time for the um, uh, the groundhogs. Oh, the groundhogs. Okay. Yeah, but Valentine's coming out. Yeah. Easter, all that kind of stuff. Cool. Go on the website intermezzo by stephanie.com. There you go. Most importantly, we want to thank our Patreon supporters. Yes, yes, we do. And we've had last show we had two new. Sponsors, and this week we have one new one Get at out. the $13 level. Get out. Yes. We should have like fanfare music or we something should. to play for those people. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank we you. We greatly whoever, appreciate it. Whoever you are, I don't know because Tim keeps these things secret, but thank yeah. you. We, we need to do another update and mention names. Something. 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 You too can be a Patreon supporter. How can we do that, Tim? We can do that for as little as $1 a month. $1. Just a dollar. A buck. A buck. So much, you'll forget about it and never cancel it, right? (laughs) (laughs) That is the plan. (laughs) (laughs) Go to patreon.com slash Masonic Light Podcast. And give us Enjoy the fun. But we really do greatly appreciate it. We do. You can also email us at MasonicLightPodcast at gmail.com. Yes, you can. (laughs) We are on X and Threads at Masonic Light. We're not really on X, well, we, but that's a different story. Yeah. That, that's a different, yeah. Right. That's but, a different thing. But we're on X. Yeah. We check the app occasionally. Capital X. Yeah. All right. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And our website Josh is masoniclight.com. <laughs> and then we found out that our phone number that was has been given out throughout time immemorial is actually a Masonic Light number on Google. And it works. Um, and... During a break, I'll look it up and we'll announce it. But it's something, 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 Mason. Uh, 315. 315. Maybe. Right? Well, yeah, let's, it, get, let's give it correctly. Anyway, so, yeah. anyway, we'll make we'll, it up we'll as come we back go to that. All right. In studio tonight, uh, we have myself, Tim. We have Jack and we have Josh. Larry is off tonight, tending to his wife's uh, recovery. Uh, and I think we have sound effects. Yeah, there's Larry. Okay. And our special guest tonight is illustrious brother, the Honorable Representative Thomas L. Mahaffey, oh, the third. That's a lot of letters. 33rd degree. Whoa. That is a long title. It's a lot of letters. It We're is. Gonna- <laughs> that it is. And you know what? Tom is fine. That's Tom's cool. Fine. Just right. T-O-M. That's a long title. We'll get into that in a little bit. 
uh, what all that means and everything. But uh, first of all, as is our usual uh, path, uh, let's talk about what we've been doing Masonically recently. Jack, why don't you start us? Uh, I had a great uh, Masonic event. We, a, a bunch of us from Effort Lodge, rented a van and drove to Cockeysville, Maryland. Oh, yes. Yeah, to visit our friends at Amicable St. John's Lodge for their installation of their new worshipful master, uh, Rob Satterfield, uh, which was conducted in whole by the Grand Line of the state of Maryland. Oh, neat. Grandmaster did almost all of it from memory, um, all of the oaths and obligations and stuff, and it was just absolutely awesome. Uh, we had nine guys uh, go from from Ephrata down there to Amicable, and I'm very proud of the guys for keeping up that, that relationship. It's really cool. So Very cool. That was wonderful, and thank you for having us. And, Rob, just you're going to do a great job. We we. We, we look forward to keeping that relationship going. That's neat. Brother Tom, how about you? You know, it's been interesting. Uh, last couple of months have been pretty busy politically, uh-huh. uh, but I found time to go up to the Valley, Harrisburg, Big Lodge. The Big, the big Valley. The Big Valley. The yep. Big Lodge. Uh, and <laughs> uh, so we got to see the new uh, district deputy grandmaster sworn in, Steve. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, that's quite an honor. He comes from my lodge, uh-huh. uh, Prince Edwin Spring Creek, 486. So... That was great. Snowy day, good turnout though. Yeah, you know it was great. So we got to see that, and then the other thing was I got to drop off the flags up at the oh, valley, yeah. and uh, I don't know if you guys remember the traveling gavel. Mm-hmm. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Well, our grandmaster uh, Larry Durr is going to have the traveling flag for the two hundred and fiftieth anniversary. Mm. So they're going to have that. So what we did was we flew three flags on Veterans Day over the Capitol. A United States flag, a Pennsylvania flag, and a POW flag. Mm. So that's what I was. Nice. My Masonic, you know. That's pretty good given cool. all your uh, other. Right. Uh, Keeping items. a toe in it. There yeah, you go. That's you gotta, good. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. If you love yeah. masonry, you got to do it, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Got to live it. Josh. Well, you know, I worked on the last episode. And you did a hell of a job. Excellent job with our friends from Bobblehead George. Yep, yep. And that's, uh, that's about it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been a little busy. Um, Tim has cheat sheets. A lot of, um, you know, you mentioned the uh, presentation of your district deputy. I actually got to go to three of those. Oh, lucky you. Yeah, boy. Uh, No, (laughs) actually two of the uh, district deputies and then uh, the presentation of Bud Baker as the Right Worshipful Junior Grand Warden in his home lodge, which is a teeny tiny little lodge. Up in Middleburg. The presentation? Is that like when they bring the haggis out? Yeah, is there, exactly. Is like a fan? Kind of the same okay. thing. All right. And so um, he rightfully projected that there would be more people uh, want to come in than could fit in that lodge room. And go. so we did a closed circuit feed over to their social hall. Nice. Um, and it was a good turnout. And then I was at District 2 and I was at another district. And yeah, I've gotten to see a few of those. Tim's kind of a big deal. You know? Not really. Oh, Not really. You know. I just show up, you know. Um, That's what Cal Ripken said. (laughs) You know what they call that in politics, Tim. That's a backbencher. There you go. That's it. That's it. Uh, Lucius Akeritas AMD Council had our Ah. meeting um, last week in the midst of the second snowstorm. Um, And we had a good turnout, some great food, uh, great fellowship. 
And it was our ladies' night event, so uh, we didn't have a presentation of a program that night or a paper that night, mm. but we did uh, have a great time. And then the next day, uh, capital, first capital, York Wright College met and uh, was uh, pleased to be a part of that group. Been doing some secretary training and then here tonight. So uh, that's been it for the last couple of weeks. This is clearly the high point. This of is all definitely of that. and always the we high point of true. my time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. Wait, with wait. Our, oh, Larry, hang on. Larry. Larry, what have you been, what have you been doing masonically? Okay. Thank you, Larry. All right, now we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with our guest, uh, Representative Tom Mahaffey. Why choose George J. Grove & Sons for your next home improvement project? At George J. Grove & Sons, we've built our reputation on quality and trust for more than 50 years. For planning to materials to installation, George J. Grove promises a home improvement experience second to none. Whether your goal is reducing energy costs, decreasing maintenance, updating curb appeal, or simply increasing the value of your home, the George J. Grove team will recommend and provide solutions that stand the test of time. Call 717-393-0859 for an estimate or visit us at georgejgrove.com. And we're back. We are? We are. Says you. Our guest tonight is the illustrious brother, the Honorable Thomas L. Mahaffey III. You still have to read that. It's hard. Yeah, it is. I know. It's very complicated. Uh, So in addition to being a 33rd degree Mason, uh, Brother Tom has served since, I believe, 2017 as a representative in the Pennsylvania House of Representatives, um, representing voters in District 106, which is part of Dauphin County. And I did a little research, and I found out that that includes the town of Middletown, but not the airport. Correct. Uh, it includes Hummelstown, which has a cigar lodge. It, uh, the town of Hershey, the town of Grantville, and part of State Game Lands 211. Which means your area includes a hunting area, a casino, an amusement park, a chocolate factory, a few wineries, a distillery a cigar lounge, and a nuclear power plant. Damn, you're my hero. Now, that sounds this like a great place to wow. live. Wow. Wow. The sweetest place on earth. <laughs> That's great. So, Brother Tom, tell us a little more about yourself and all the things that are involved with all those titles we read. Oh, my. And, There's uh, a lot of thirds in there. Yeah, you know? a lot of threes. Well, the threes were... Uh, you were, you were uh, destined for Freemasonry. I was named after my grandfather, so... Okay. Um, and my father was junior, of course, and I was the third. So that gets that right. All right. I, I was uh, – I got my 33rd degree back in – that was over in Cleveland. Uh-huh. So what was that, 2021? That would have been 21. 21. Uh, you know, other than marrying my wife, it's probably one of the most exciting times 
of my life that I was honored in that way. And cool. I, that truly is, uh, is, it was a great town. Not just because I got my thirty third there, but I got to tell you, Louisville was pretty cool. <laughs> Louisville yeah. was neat. Wasn't yeah, it? Louisville was good. Uh, a little too much bourbon, but we'll, we could, no, we, no such thing. Yeah, uh, no such thing. Not that we drank any. It no. just you know we just uh, drive by. We looked at all visuals, all visuals, and it was a good time. But uh, you know, great town, you know, great people, and a lot of good Masons became thirty thirds that day, and I was proud to be part of it. Now, for me, on that side of it, I got to watch it this time right uh-huh. so the first time is like wow you know you're getting yours and i was actually on stage you know uh grandmaster tom sturgeon gave me my ring it was oh, just neat. it was just great and uh this time i got to cheer on our our friends so uh you know it was just a, a great opportunity for me to uh you know just be there for them because they were there for me and i that's just just one of the great things so cool you know when you go back into this and, and you look at masonry in all, for me, you know, I, I came in in a one-day class back in 2000. You and I came in on the same class. 2004? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Is that right? Yep. You know, and, and there was a lot of pushback, right? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, every grandmaster is different. You know, mm-hmm. they, they all have their own agendas as far as what they're going to bring up and how they're going to change masonry for the better. And, uh, you know, for me, it, it worked out. I was, I'm a business guy. I own uh, Bresky Beverage for 30 years now. I started in 1993, so 2023 was my 30th anniversary. So that's pretty exciting time for me. Uh, now I'm the old man. I used to be the young guy at 22. Now I'm the old man. I feel at 50, you, bro. At 52, right? Uh, but I probably would have never had the opportunity. I wouldn't have taken the opportunity to go through the three degrees. Now, what happened to me was, though, I, I did get active in Lodge, and I went to a lot of the extra meetings. And for me, that was a great thing. Because it makes a huge difference. It yeah. did. You it did. You have to see it. Yeah. And, and I got active right away, and that that really was a good thing for me. I did some guiding and I did most of the chairs, but I didn't further on because my political career took mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. and I got involved in local politics, uh, became a township commissioner in 2010 in Lower Swatera Township. Uh, was there? You s- could be the Harry Truman of Pennsylvania. Yeah. Come on now. I, could I mean, be. there's. The, yeah. We're working on that. Yeah. Right? Well, we gotta. There's. We gotta do a lot of that. <laughs> We're working. On, we won't. We won't tell them what my I, nickname for you is. Hey, I, I. I know the Franklin medals out there, but I don't think there's any Mahaffey medals in, in the future. You know? Uh, you know, and what a great honor. You know, our, our past grandmaster uh, Jeff just got. You know, and Wonderling, and I'm happy for him. Uh, you know, with the installation here just a couple – heck, it's just a month ago, Yeah, right? just a month ago. Yeah. Uh, but so much has happened. You yeah. just look at it and you're like, holy cats, it's only been a month. Uh, but anyway, we uh, – you know, we we go down this road of, of politics and public service mm-hmm. and you start talking about, you know, at the local level. And I, I got to tell you, it was great. You get a lot done. I had five uh, board members, myself included, of course – and we got a lot done in the in the township, and, and I thought we got a lot of good things done. You know, there's things that we turned around, and you know, it just it just happened, and it did well. And then the opportunity came, and uh, our fellow brother, thirty third degree, uh, John Payne, mm-hmm. retired, and it opened up for me to run in 2016. Ran, I won, and here I am. You know, now I'm up for re-election in my fifth term. Wow! So it's crazy, Very you know. Cool. Yeah, you know, this is my eighth year, and. I always say it's like dog years. It's like, you know, but it's like 80 years being there because, mm. uh, man, it, you get beat up. <laughs> and it's politics. Const- and is, it's constantly changing. It's constantly a moving target. Oh, it? my. Is it ever? And, and you know, you try to do everything. At least I do because I don't need the job, right? A lot of people are there. Mm. 
Um, you know, and I'm not throwing anybody else under the bus. I have a career. I, I did really well for myself. My wife's a successful real estate agent. And, you know, we, we're we're very happy and we love to share what we, our, what we have with our friends and family and everybody else. But at the time, politics just becomes like a tough it's really sure, tough. It's now, let me make this clear. My wife ran then right after I did for school board. Okay? <laughs> oh. So so we were gluttoned. I mean, and somebody even called us in the paper the Clintons of, of Lower Square oh. <laughs> So we were, uh, you know, that uh, we uh, didn't quite like that handle. But anyway, <laughs> uh, you know, she just got off the school board. She spent actually nine years there, eight years oh, wow. in, in the terms, and then she was put on a year early because she won right away and there was a vacancy. But she did some great things too, and I'll tell you, I'm, I'm really, really proud of her because she's done some awesome uh, when it comes down to working with the kids and just really focused on what needed to be done at that school district and, and help drive that mission along with her other, with her other school colleagues, you know, school board colleagues. <clears throat> but at the end of the day, she stands with me, not behind me, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and uh, it's hard on, on your loved ones when, you're, don't, when you're in this position. I don't think there is a more thankless job than mm-hmm. school board. Oh, right? uh, I, I, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, state representative, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm giving no, no, it to I, her. I know, I'm on I, her side. You should, you should, yeah, and, and that, is, that is true because it's oh, it's hard to win, so right? So tough. It, yeah, but, but I thought they did, and they, they 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 just started to do some really great things. And I, I was I was there a lot because you know I live in the district. Mm-hmm. Of course, when I was a township commissioner, I and I still live there, but I was a little bit more involved with the school district. They built a new mm-hmm. high school, and now they're mm-hmm. building a new elementary school, and. They're doing a lot of things. She, you know, Title IX, the women's mm-hmm. sports, girls' sports, mm-hmm. did a lot with that, trying to get things up to the criteria where they need to be met. So, you know, that's where it is. Now she's helping me, you know, in my fifth term, and she's always been right there with me doing what I need to do to get reelected cool. and helps me out. And her thing is always, and she always says this, she says, look, I'm with you as long as you're doing the right thing. You know, and that's Ooh, always sticks in my head. That's a high bar. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah, so she I she like does. This woman. Yeah, <laughs> her name's Linda and she does a great right. job of Good for you, Linda. You know, keeping me grounded. Good. Right? Good. Good. And I think the word is grounded. But uh, you know, you you take on this challenge and you don't make everybody happy and I think Ronald Reagan said it best, if I'm with you 80% of the time that doesn't make me a 20% traitor. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think we ought to we got to do that. The other thing is compromise. It's not a dirty word. Uh, we got to figure out how to work together. Mm-hmm. You know, we've we've talked about this. I just did a, a speaking engagement up at uh, Burns Lodge, and uh, you know, it was it was a lot about masonry. We have a Masonic caucus, so myself and Eddie Nielsen from Philadelphia are the, the Masonic caucus chairs. Mm-hmm. And what we did is, you know, we're all brothers. Whether you're elected or you're not, we didn't care. So what Ed and I did is we opened it up to not only the members who are Masons, but we open it up with everybody who's a Mason. So if you're staff or if you're outside in another, you know, uh, agency or whatever, we want you to be with us. We want you to be our brother. And, and we did that. And I got a lot of thanks for that. Of course, Ed did too. And I got to thank Eddie because he's, he's been there a couple more years than me, a couple more terms. And, you know, we worked really, really worked together on, on trying to build a brotherhood right there in the Capitol. And that is so important. It's one of the things that when I got to know you uh, at the beginning, I, I, I'm like, I like this guy. I like this guy a lot. 
Um, I mean, because the partisanship that we've gotten polarized into mm-hmm. is just toxic for all of us. And no matter what your party affiliation is, both sides have that chain around their neck. Yeah. And you have lived what you're talking about. And I've seen that you've lived that. And I mean, you've taken some stands that you've had to pay for Ooh. within your own uh, party. Yep. Um, yeah. And I respect that greatly. Anybody that, because it, it really is about listening to each other, trying to understand each other. And as you said, trying to find a way to do what everybody's elected to do, which is to govern. Uh, and and, and well, you and, live that. And, and another Ronald Reagan throw out quote was, you can get a lot more done if it doesn't matter who gets the credit. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's, that, that's the biggest part of that. Everybody yeah. And that take credit for everything. And, we, we, we do have some of that, you know, in the General Assembly, and it's sad because, you know, we're, we're, we're all working for the Pennsylvanians. I mean, that's what we do, and, mm-hmm. and that's what we're, we're there for. Even though I only represent the 106th district, I still represent Pennsylvania. And, uh, you know, it's just like, you know, masonry, you know, we're Pennsylvania Masons, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. You know, we go out and we're going to visit lodges outside this state or sometimes inside the state, you know, you handle yourself a little differently, right? You're a Pennsylvania Mason, so be proud of it and uh, represent. Yeah, represent your lodge, represent Masonic, the Pennsylvania Masonry, the way it should be represented when you go anywhere. And, yeah. you know, that comes down to, you know, when when I talked to in Robert Burns, you know, we were talking about what we need to do. And, you know, I think a lot of us need to really look back, and I think our oath and obligation that we, we took that mm-hmm. day – you know, uh, if you got to remember that, that's what I always tell my Masonic brothers, whether they're Democrat or Republican. I said, look, we took an oath and obligation. We can get upset with each other, and Masons can get upset with each and other. And you can I disagree with each other, but we're still brothers, that's and right. we need to we need to work through it. And I think when if everybody thinks that way, and we can get everybody rolling in that direction, and whatever it is, and hey, listen. You can be a wife of a Mason. You can be Eastern Star. You know, you you if you're you know, my wife knows Masonry just because you know what I live and what I love, and I talk about it. And I'm proud of it. And uh, she was there when I got my thirty third, and you know that's that's good stuff. So she understands how important it is and what develops because it's so funny when you go out and you see a Mason, you got your hat on or you got your ring or whatever it may be, right? Mm-hmm. You. You develop this bond immediately, mm-hmm. and, and that's what I think in politics we need to do. You got to understand that now we're Masons. I know you're a Mason, and now we we have a brotherhood. Mm-hmm. You know we're brothers, and that's what we are. And you know I think if we would bring a lot more back in Masons into politics, because there were a lot more Masons back in the day. Sure. And uh, as far as political, and you know George Washington. Let's face it, first mm-hmm. president, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it goes on and on and on. But I think our last president who was a Mason was Gerald Ford. Yeah, yeah. I really do believe that's the last one. If Bill Clinton, Clinton was, was, no, was. Bill right. Clinton was a DMLA. Yeah, yeah, he was a DMLA. Is that right? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, but he never joined a lodge. Nope. Oh, maybe we can work on him. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it it is it 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 truly is something that I think we can work out because it is it's it's a very polar polarized. Uh, compromise is a dirty word. And, you know, if you want to get anything done for anybody, you're going to have to compromise. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to give and take. I- I'm not saying you give up your values. That's right. not what I'm saying. Right. But there's only a couple things that really 
Republicans and Democrats stay in their corners with. Other mm-hmm. than that, everything else is pretty much, you know, a compromised. We we should be able to compromise any of the other stuff, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes down to it. Look, our budget went long this year. You know, it was tough. It was a, a long, long year. But something came good out of that. And, you know, I'm sure you want to go into that now or later. I can roll into it if you want. Well, we were, we were going to roll into that. Uh, talk about specifically that very important piece of legislation known as House Bill 1300. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, I really do believe it's, it's fate uh, because that was my bill. So let, let's <laughs> so, inform the listeners what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah so – so the budget was passed in June. Let, let's go back. Let's just take a teensy-weensy. June, the general appropriations bill passed. But none of our – like the fiscal code, the code bills did not pass. So this went on and on and on. There were a lot of discussions and compromise wasn't in, in the vocabulary at the time. So we came down to December and, and things had to get done, right? So those those bills appropriate that general – you know, appropriation bill mm-hmm. where they need to go and who they need to go to. Now, school districts were running out of money and things were starting to get a little rocky. So the press is on, right? I always say nothing happens up there unless it's Armageddon. Right. Right. Here comes the meteor, right? Right. And uh, so we got this bill. And, and earlier in in session, uh, there was this piece of legislation put into the fiscal code, which happened to be 1300, which was my bill. And that piece of legislation was basically – that all Masonic temples or affiliations to Masonry could be tax-exempt. Now, this has been something not that I started. This has been going on for a long time. We, the, yeah, this has been tried and, and tested tried and for true and te- te- yeah. decades. Yeah, Exactly. So yeah. when you say um, exempt, you're talking property taxes, right? Correct, yeah. yeah. So the property taxes, which would be your school, your local, whatever else is affiliated with that. Sometimes you have some other things, and then of of course uh, your county taxes. Mm-hmm. So your pro- your property taxes of your building can be and language is in there now that you can go get exempt from that. So I got to tell you, Ed Nielsen, great brother, thirty third degree um, Masonic Caucus chair. I mean, we just held our hands. It was like Thelma and Louise, and we're going over the cliff on this, one, you know. And uh, you know, it was one of those things. And, and one of the things Ed said, and we were in there, and it was getting tight. Like they wanted to pull it out, and you know, it was. Just, uh, they were saying it's unconstitutional. It's unconstitutional. We had it ginned up last time, you know, last budget, and it didn't go through, and they took it out, and. You know, here we are, and we're <laughs> last day. We're like going, oh, my goodness, what are we going to do? And uh, finally it came back, and he said, well, it's unconstitutional. And Ed goes, the Masons wrote the Constitution. And I just busted up laughing. Oh, <laughs> snap! <laughs> yes! You know, what a zinger. Boom! Oh, wow! And, you know, and uh, you got to think back. Mr. Speaker, I move we close debate. <laughs> Now, all we were, the questions. We were, we were. It was not on the floor, but we were on the side. But that's brilliant. You know, he he was so right, and, and God love him because he's he's such a great guy, and he's so passionate about masonry. You know, and it it, it just it was it was like this calming of of the conversation. Wow! And everybody went back in their Finally, corners. The right thing was said. Yeah, they went back in their corners and. Uh, you know, we came back out, and a couple other things were discussed, and the next thing you know, we're passing. Uh, and it passed overwhelmingly. Yeah. What was yeah. it, like 150 to 50 or something like well, that? Well, that was, yeah, and it's the whole fiscal code, so right. there's a lot in there, 
right? Yeah, yeah. It's 200 and something. It's a whole bunch of stuff. When I sent it over there, it was like two pages. Right. You know, now it's 210 or whatever it was. Yeah. And yeah, and I don't even know everything in it. That's, so, that's so the is, tough thing behind, you right. know, that fiscal code. There's a lot of moving parts in yeah, that piece of I mean, like, legislation. We're, we're kind of throwing jokes around about this thing, but there's a lot of lodges that, that are teetering in the brink of being able to pay their property taxes. Uh, I mean, there's th- this is a very important piece of legislation for yeah, so a lot er- of lodges. And I got to be honest. So anybody I talk to who's been around for a while or been involved with Grand Lodge mm-hmm. – or has, uh, you know, has has been part of this process so many times over and over again. I talked to a gentleman that we know very well, and you know, he said today, he said, "I never thought it would get done." Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 he goes, "You know, it's just politics, Tom." And I get, I said, "I get it. I really do." And you know, there's things that we do uh, that we know and and that we want to do. And, uh, you know, you make them priorities. And, mm-hmm. you know, this is a priority because, you know, we have a lot of Masons in the district, a lot of Masons across Pennsylvania. And you're right. This will save Masonry in many, many parts of the state. Yeah. And this gentleman also said to me, he said, you do not know how big this is. Yeah. Now, I don't work with day-to-day with Grand Lodge and, and our, our right worshipful Grandmaster, Larry Durr, is, is a great guy. and. You know, he put me on at the Masonic Village, which I'm very proud of, too. I don't know if I said that earlier. But, you know, we have – and what we do as Masons and what we – the people we take care of, mm-hmm. it's just incredible. I mean, these villages that we have, the village, of course, right down the street. But, I mean, the villages, when you talk about all of them, mm-hmm. I mean, just taking care – not only Masons either. Right. Not just widows. Right. Not, right. It's, it's, we're taking care of a lot of people. Yeah. And it's very costly. You know, healthcare and, and the nursing home business is extremely expensive. Mm-hmm. And we pay for that. Especially so, at a level that our villages maintain. I mean, we are top tier facilities for all of that. And, and, and yeah, it, it is very expensive to maintain that. Standard. So, Shame on me that I've only been at the one in E-Town, <laughs> you know. Um, but I look forward to going to all of them and doing mm-hmm. tours and seeing what's going on. Because anytime you talk to anybody about whether it's Swickley or, you know, all of them, it, you will always hear that they are five-star, mm-hmm. you know, communities. Yeah. And, and how they've, they've done this. And, and, and a lot of people rely on them. You know, so, rely on Masons. So um, I, I don't know if, how deep you want to get into Dude. this. right? All right. No. So we'll go. Um, so what does a lodge need to do proactively to get that tax relief? Yeah, so this is the uh this is good and bad about this. So we need 60 days from when the bill passed before it's enacted into law. Okay. Okay. It's signed by the governor that night. I think it was mm-hmm. December 18th. So we're looking at the 60 days coming up in February here. Mm-hmm. Grand Lodge is formulating and coming out with basically what you need to do and how you can proceed to get this done. Now, no one's going to be tax exempt for the year of 2024. But mm-hmm. if you get in and you do this correctly, you can – and we're right it's, – it's perfect timing because you're going to have to go into your uh, assessments, um, county assessment boards and ask for this. Yeah. But it's a little bit more than that. You're going to have to fill paperwork out. Most likely, and I, I really do recommend, you know, getting an attorney, you know, and going through the process and getting this done. Uh, but Grand Lodge is going to help us through this. You know, they, they already have something formulated. 
okay. there's there's how we're going to do it because every lodge is different. I know how to do Dolphin County, mm-hmm. right? So we'll we'll be fine for Dolphin. I I can help in that way in Dolphin County. But I still always recommend in these kind of situations, you want to make sure you go in there because you know if you mess up and something's not done correctly, boom, you're off to another year. Now right. we're 2026, right? right? You're waiting to be exempt for. So we want to make sure there's no problems. It was it's funny my uh, my cedars called me today. Mm-hmm. And, and they asked me, hey, what's up with this and, and what can I do? And, and I told them that and I, I explained it to them. And here what they were going to do is they were going to turn the picnic grounds over to the, make it a home association, mm-hmm. which is not tax exempt. Right. So we got to be careful. We got to see some people will, depending on how they've done it. Of course, if you rent, a little different. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have that. Uh, so there's going to be a lot going on, and, and we are going to be able to, and Grand Lodge is going to be able to help you on that, and and we'll get that through and, and get that out to the lodges. Good. So my understanding is that uh, there are a number of lodges around the state of Pennsylvania that have already gone to their, I mean, in years previous to this legislation, mm-hmm. they've gone into their taxing authority and gotten that tax-exempt status on their property taxes, but there's nothing that was in the code that said you had to do it. And now this will put it in where I, my understanding is that they have to do it. And, um, but it, as you said, there's that process that you've still got to go to that taxing process. Right. We, yeah. well, we, we did it uh, several years ago in my lodge and we were turned down cause you're asked, you know, under what authority are you asking for this exemption? And now we can say this legislation right here, right. Um, we can point to that. And then it's like, we're just really good guys, oh. and we want to, you know, yeah. be exempt. Yeah, and, and I think the way you all worded it, I think, is is important. And, um, you know, it's it while, while we, we're here to talk about the Freemasonry aspect of it, um, the way it's worded in there, it's it, it's you can describe it, obviously, better than I, but it's fraternal organizations that have been around for, what, 100, 100 years? 100 years, yeah. Yeah. So the they grain, the grain, the property. Yeah, the Grange is part of that. Um, okay. We have had other... Lodges, it's not a large amount. I think it, I think the Grandmaster told me it was 20% okay. of our lodges are tax-exempt. Of yeah. course, Grand Lodge is tax-exempt. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's a historical piece of, you know, to sure. to uh, to the Commonwealth. But I forget what the whole – it just – and it really hasn't been that long since right. they've had that tax-exempt. And I right. don't know what they paid in Philly. Well, I remember – Because that, that tax it, still it's had been, a it's, huge scene. Yeah. yeah. It, it's been since the most recent big dues increase – that they got that exempt status because that was the rationale for behind their last one was that number one, they hadn't raised Grand Lodge dues substantially in like 40 years. You know, it's been a dollar here and 50 cents there. Um, but they were getting killed with what they were going to have to pay in, in property taxes on the building. And um, then they got the tax exempt status, which is good. Yeah. And, and what we are is we're institutions of a purely public charity. And that's yeah. stated, you know, right. very clearly of 100 years, you know, upon the effective date of this legislation. So, look, we we have we have to help our lodges. Yeah. We have to go through the process of making sure they understand it. And we got to get the word out because not everybody knows. I mean, mm-hmm. Grandmaster announced it, yeah. you know, uh, or past, you know. Past right words for Grandmaster, yeah. yeah uh, Jeff Wonderling did yeah. that. And uh, when we were at the installation, 
And but I don't think everybody knows. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I knew sure that it was not, pending. Yeah. I knew it was kind of out there. Yeah. But I didn't know that it had been signed into law by the governor. Yeah. And so yeah. uh, that was a big big announcement that day. And I mean, immediately, you know. My trustees are calling me. The hall association's calling me. Um, what does this the, mean? What the grand mean? hall that's in mean? my lodge is calling me. You know, every, and I'm like, dude, as I understand it, we just have to wait for the grand lodge because yeah. there's still a, you know, we got to figure out what this process is going to be. They're working through it, and and yeah. you know, I had conversations today, so it, it's pretty much laid out. It's not going to be a, a very difficult process. It's just mm-hmm. you got to go through that exemption process, right. you know, mm-hmm. and and you know that's. That's what it's going to take a little bit of time, a little bit of paperwork, you know, and then there's timely filing. So you got to make sure. And that usually happens right around. And I don't want to say every county is like this, but I know ours is June. Yeah, it, it cut, varies from, off from taxing authority. So, yeah. you know, that at least I'm looking at it as Dolphin County. Right. But I don't want to say that for others because they might have a different way of, of working through that. So, But we got to wait till the, the bill is enacted in the law. Like mm-hmm. I said, it takes 60 days. We're coming up on that, and then immediately we can start acting on getting it out there. I know the district deputy grandmasters are, are surely going to be out there doing their thing, but we got to start talking to shrines. We got to talk to you know cedars and people York, that right? own property. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anybody owns property, and I'm sure they're going to do a great job getting it through. Grand Lodge usually does really good at that and and disseminating that out throughout the state. So. Very good. It's good stuff. Absolutely. Well, let's take a quick break. Uh, we'll hear from another of our sponsors, and we'll be back with uh, Brother Tom Mahaffey. Buy chocolate. <laughs> as far back as the mid-1800s, records exist describing the pre-meaning tradition of brethren smoking cigars during and after gatherings. To this day, the practice of smoking cigars remains very much alive in many lodges. This custom is considered a time for brethren to relax, exchange ideas, and enjoy the simplicity and fellowship that is the very essence of our brotherhood. This is what Hireman Solomon Cigars is all about. Our starting principles are to bring Masonic brethren together in the harmony of a good cigar. Pull up a chair, sit back, Light up any of our premium cigars and enjoy the history. Hireman Solomon Cigars can be found at fine cigar retailers. For a complete list, visit HiremanSolomonCigars.com or check them out on social media to find out when they'll be at a live event near you. Hireman Solomon Cigars is pleased to be the official cigar of the Masonic Light Podcast. And we're back with Representative Brother Illustrious 333rd. Um, <laughs> See, it's not in front of him, so he yeah. can't remember. <laughs> he can't read it. Tim is nothing without notes. The honorable. I'm, I'm, oh the, I'm, the, Ron, I'm the Ron God. Burgundy of the uh, Masonic Life Podcast. <laughs> you, you stay classy, Ephrata. That's it. <laughs> you stay classy. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so uh, before the break, we were talking about basically at this point, lodges <laughs> need to basically just chill out, uh, wait a few weeks. Grand Lodge will be coming with some guidance, and then they can proceed forward. But uh, yeah, I mean it's it's going to be it's going to be 
basically you're going in to get your taxes lowered, but you're going to be exempt. So yeah. it should work that way. Some some counties, I mean this, it's not as easy as that, but mm-hmm. yeah. you know. But I, there's legislation to point to and say here. I, I, that, yeah, that. I think we all have a brother or two in our lodge that's an attorney. So mm-hmm. I think they can work through it or know somebody. Can we get a freaking plumber? A Can plumber? we get a plumber? I've got yeah, like exactly. 37 electricians in my lodge, and there's not a plumber in the building. Hey, right. I, do we As lodge need, secretary, I'm always need, getting We need to recruit plumbers. For, I'm just saying. We need to recruit plumbers in the fraternity. We yes. do. Um, so as with any legislation, no law is self-enforcing. And it could be that some taxing authority says, nah, we're not reading it that way. And you may have to go to court to get it to happen. Could. Um, because mm. that's just the way our system works. Uh, but we feel reasonably confident that uh, the legislation is pretty clear, right? Yeah, I think it's pretty cut and dry. I mean, it's going to uh, – you know, when you look at this as – I think we did an overall scale of what it would cost. You know what I mean? But you got to break it down. you got to break it down to municipality, county, and, and school district. I mean, across the whole state, I think it's like $2.6 million. You know, and at the end of the day, you break that down to all the lodges and all the buildings that we own, temples, whatever it may be. I think it's – it's really small, you know, mm-hmm. comparably speaking. Right. Now, I think somebody made this comment to me, and I, I forget who said it to me, but Masons as a whole in the nation donate $2 million yeah. a day. A day. Mm-hmm. A yeah. day. You know, and I mean, what we as as we do as Pennsylvania Masons, right, we have a lot of money that we put out, and a lot of it's put into our village, you know, in the villages, mm-hmm. a lot of it. But we do a lot. I mean, I, I know what our lodge does personally when we do some scholarship programs and baseball teams. And, you know, Square and Compass is out there. The big G looks good. Mm-hmm. Right? It looks good out in the outfield. Mm-hmm. looks good in, the, you know, the basketball court. And looks, it even looks better when it's helping a child, you know, go to college or trade school or wherever they want to go, mm-hmm. you know. So... I think this gives us even more opportunity to help our fellow man and go out there and show Masons are really good people. Yeah. Good point. Don't don't sit on it. Turn it back into the community. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. Jack, during the break you had a question that I said, Whoop, stop. Well, and it it's it's off it's off this topic, but it's about you personally and, and your Masonic whatever. Um but it, it just occurred to me to ask, have you had any pushback politically because you're a Mason? I know there, there's, there's areas of the world that it's, it's, not, it's not publicly thrown around that somebody's a Mason. But have you had any pushback? No. And uh, I'll tell you... Would you like I, to? No. <laughs> okay. Uh, but that's a, that's a really good question because you're right. Some people look at you like... Oh, masonry! You're a secret society. Yeah, you know what do you guys do? Well, go on, go on YouTube. You'll figure it all <laughs> out. Witches and goat sacrifice yeah, and yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah. We, you know that that all that kind of garbage went around and round and round. You know, I have friends that you know with the Grandmasters Initiative. Uh, you know, Jeff, what Jeff wanted. You know, ask to be a mason. You know, mm-hmm. I, I have a, a lapel that says "Ask one to be one." Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I think sometimes that was really confusing. My uncle was a Mason. He he belonged to Benjamin B. French Lodge in D.C. Uh, in Georgetown, and now he lives back in PA. And he just joined Valley View, so mm-hmm, cool. up in Schuylkill County. Uh-huh. So yeah, we got him back in cool. Pennsylvania. He's a Pennsylvania Mason, but you know he's never going to give up his lodge, right? Mm-hmm. He was Matt, Matt Passmaster twice, and you know he spent. It, he was uh, the tour guide of uh, 
oh the the what what is the one museum down there? The Scottish Rite Museum, I think it is. Oh, the, the House of the Temple. House of the Temple. The temple. Yeah, yeah, he was a tour guide there for really? years. Yeah, yeah. Wow. You know, and he's much older now, so yeah. he couldn't do it. You know, his wheels mm-hmm. aren't as good, but. Uh, a lot of walking, a lot of things. Uh-huh. But when he retired from the federal government, he decided that he wanted to do that, you know. And uh, he did a lot. And then he was secretaries of many different, you know, organizations that we all belong to. So, you know, it's one of those things. So I knew Masonry, mm-hmm. right? It was a good thing for me. In fact, he just gave me a Dudley. So, oh, yeah, I was, good guy. Uh, oh, he's a good guy. <laughs> he's, <yeah. laughs> he's my favorite uncle, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you know, but, you know, that Masonic bond that him and I have, he was there for my 33rd. Uh, those kind of things happen. So going back to that, you know, I knew masonry because of my uncle. We talked about it. I always ask him about it. I was always interested in it. I do have a brother. He's not a mason. My father's not a mason. I told my dad, join. He said, well, I'm 80. Who cares? Right. You know what I mean? we One of our oldest uh, past masters of, uh, you know, Prince Edwin Spring Creek Lodge, he was in his 80s. Yeah. You know, he went through the chairs. I heard about him. Yeah. yeah you yeah. were telling no, me. No, my, my master last year was 81. Well, there you go. Oh, you yeah. Know, it's not, no time, you know, no time like the present. So uh, when I say this, I actually promote it that I'm a Mason, okay. that I'm a Shriner, you know, and proud of it. Absolutely. That I'm a tall cedar. Good. Uh, I actually, I, I think it's something that we have to talk about. And I, you know, I do it for two reasons. Number one is, you know, when you're out there in a political trail, it, it helps open. Cause I'll have people come up and say, Hey brother. And right away I know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Oh, what lodge you belong to? And then and we just start talking. So maybe it wasn't the hat or the belt book or the ring, but it was cause I, <laughs> cause I promote it, yeah. right? I promote it in my political, uh, you know, profile, but. You know, I, I think it's important because I want people to ask me about masonry. Right. Oh, you're a mason. What do you do? What, how'd you get in? Or it opens up that door even to talk about masonry, and I think that's so important because I think a lot of people are scared of it. Mm-hmm. You know, and and then the other thing is, and I I have a lot well, of they're friends. misinformed. Yeah, I have a, a a good good friend who's younger guy. He's, he's just thirty. He's on you know he's um, a newer member of the House of Representatives. I said you got to get him become a Mason. You got to join. He's in the Lycans area up in okay yeah Upper Paltrow, Dolphin County. I think Lycans Lodge is up there. And mm-hmm. um, what is it? Millersburg is up yep. there. I think too. Yep. Yeah. So uh, he uh, you know and he goes well I'm Catholic. Oh. That, that's okay. Yeah, you can join. You can be a knight of Columbus. We don't care. Yeah. We don't have a problem with that. We don't have a problem. And I said, you know, you know, brother Scott Matinchek, you know, um, you know, out of our lodge in Middletown, and he uh, he's Catholic. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, I think it's just the times are changing, right? And and I think everybody's starting to understand what masonry really is about, and it's not just these secrets that have been kept uh, from whoever they think they're kept from. But I think it's one of those one of those great things that uh, people should understand in what we do. And you know, I ran into somebody in South Carolina the one time, and he goes, "Oh, you're a Pennsylvania Mason." You know, so we have such great ritual here. <laughs> yeah, we have it right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, uh, you know, some of the listeners here are from Bulgaria. You know, uh, yeah. hey, we're a big hit there. Yeah, uh, and I, I say that because Tim, you and I were at—I was at Bird's Lodge, yeah—and you did the speech that night, 
And it, it was great. And he said, yeah, we have more listeners in Bulgaria. Or <laughs> We're so. the number one comedy uh, podcast there. Yeah. It's like, those guys got to get a life. Yeah, well, that's okay. You know, and <laughs> it was funny because I stood up and, yeah. and I said, Grandmaster, I said, well, greetings from Bulgaria. You know? <laughs> but, we, you know, we can have fun and we can enjoy things. But I, I think a lot of people understand that we take – I need – I need more people, I said, to understand that we the, the amount of people we help. I mean, $2 million a day nationally mm-hmm. from all the organizations affiliated with with masonry, that's that's incredible. I, yeah, I don't know who huge. else does that. Nobody. Bill Gates, maybe, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Well, yes, yeah. there's that, but yeah. You know, but we, we, we do so much. And so, no, I don't get kickback from it. And in fact, it's, it's more of more people say, oh, I didn't know you were a mason. What's or, that all about? Yeah, yeah. or you know, and that, I think that's, that's some of the stuff. And you know, the shrine is is really near and dear to my heart. You know, just the hospitals. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably don't spend a lot too much time in shrine because of my political. But you know, it's it's important. You know, it's important what the children's hospitals do. Yeah, sure. It's really important. Well, and I mean, I've said this numerous times. It is the most recognized charity of all the Masonic bodies. Everybody knows about the shrine. Everybody knows about the Shriners Hospitals. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tall Cedars used to be a close second. Tall Cedars when, when Jerry Lewis, when Jerry had Lewis was doing a telethon. Oh, Tall Cedars had to play. NBA. Yeah. 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 Well, I remember seeing those guys because I used to volunteer to work the telethon in my local community no. on the TV station. And you know, you'd have the guys come in wearing these you know pointed hats, and you're like, "What the heck is that?" And it, it actually wasn't until I came here and became a Mason that yeah. I understood they were part of the Masonic fraternity. Mm-hmm. That That is a pyramid. I know. Tim, for well, no, those. it's a pointy hat. A pointy yeah. hat. Pyramid. You, it's a pyramid. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pyramid. Oh, you're going to get letters, Tim. I know. Send <laughs> those letters to Tim Dedman. No, Masonic Life Podcast at gmail.com. None of your business.com. Uh, I like that you spell it L I T E. Yeah. Well, right. we are. Is that because of beer, Miller Lite? No, we're just, no, just we are the lighter we're so side. Svelte. Yeah, okay. That's it. We're svelte. That's what it is. That's right. You're low in carbs. Mm. Yeah, we are. That's it. That's it. You know I do sell beer for a living. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and, and that is Bresky Beverage, 1170 Eisenhower Boulevard, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Shameless plug. Awesome. Oh, that's great. Oh. That's great. We should get you signed up as a sponsor. We can do that. What? Awesome. There oh, we go. All right. Where's it. Larry? Send, send the invoice. Where is Larry? Wait. Larry. Yeah. Larry. Wait. Oh, let's... wait. Larry's Larry's he's in the he's in the restroom. He's right in the now. restroom, Wait. but he's coming. Here, back. He's, here Larry, he is. He's coming now. Larry, how are you doing? All right. <laughs> Thanks, Larry. Well, you know, I saw one of your your past podcasts, and and you had the new uh, uh, right worshipful senior warden in here, uh-huh. PJ. PJ, uh-huh. uh, how'd that go? It was a good time. That was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. But I tell you what, it's uh, we're having a great time with you as well. So oh, thank uh, you, I appreciate that. Um, it's a lot of fun. I I really enjoy this, and you know, anytime we can promote or or talk about masonry, I think it's so 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 important. Well, you know, we posted something, I guess, a couple of weeks ago on our on our pay, on our Facebook page, with all the noise going on, with all the stuff going on across the country within internal Masonic stuff. Um, the question we asked was: Is do we need to something to the do we effect need more of, masons? Do we need do more we need people in Freemasonry, or do we need more people right. to be Freemasons? Which means, are we if people will live what we profess, then they'll be knocking our doors yeah, down that, to say, "I want that." Yeah, that was. And what you've been talking about is that, right? Um, and if, I think if you walk the walk, they will be lined up to get in, right? 
And unfortunately, um, we're still working on getting more and more people to walk the walk. One of the best compliments I ever got was from my pastor at my church who, when he came in, found out that me and another man in my church was a Mason, didn't know anything about it. So when I got in line and got to be junior warden, I invited he and a deacon to come to my open installation. And was that mandatory at the it time? It was not mandatory. Huh. Well, but you did it anyway. It was optional. Look at that. So we did it. Um, he walked out of that and was like, that is cool. And what he has said to me since is anybody that ever comes to him and even asks a question about it, it's like, look at how he lives. If you find anything contrary wrong, then come back and talk to me. Because it's his affiliation with Freemasonry that exemplifies what we profess as a church here. Um, That's how I knew when when I was thinking about joining. My father was a Mason, and I looked at him and his life, and I said, if he's okay with this, there is nothing in this that I shouldn't be okay with. Right. And that, yeah, you, you, there's there's good examples. Yeah, and I, I mean, the, we talked about the rumors earlier, right? In, sure. In masonry, and it, yeah. it, I think it scared a lot of people away mm-hmm. or whatnot. We're all so busy. Everybody's like, oh, I, got, I can't do this. You know, I can't. You know, it's, it's what you want to put into it. I think, you know, as one who did some guiding, you know, mm-hmm. and he, as you guys all did, and we guide. I think what we need to do is go back to that mm-hmm. and say, okay, let's 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 be guides. You know, let's let's guide men to be better, and I think we can do that. I think if we take that in and and try to you know encapsulate that whole guiding principle, what we do when we're guiding, trying to to put that into what we're doing here to bring more masons to be masons, right? Yeah. You know, it's you like. What did you say? How did you say that? It's. Do we want more masons, or do, do we need we, more people to join Freemasonry? Right. Or do we need more men to be Freemasons? We need more men to be Freemasons. Absolutely. 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 And, and I think we should be guides. Yes. That's what we should be. We all should be guides. Yeah. And I think if we take those principles, we'll be great. Absolutely. And this fraternity will last a lot longer than we'll be around. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Indeed. And it will anyway. But we want it to be strong. Indeed. All right. Well, we're going to take another break. Um, we're, we're, we've got a phone call out to Brother Walter uh, we're having trouble getting a hold of him at this point. I'm not sure is he have you no success. We understood he was going to stop by and visit Larry um, tonight, but um, so that may be where he is, Brother Walter. So uh, if you hear him, oh, next, he's on a remote. Yeah, oh, he's but, on a remote. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, do we get to hear from our good friend on this episode, Dutchy Doug? Yeah. will make an appearance. All right, so boy, Doug. Listen to Dutchy Doug. And uh, we'll Worshipful right Master. Yes, Dutch Worshipful Dug. Master Dutch Worshipful Dug. Worshipful Doug. Uh, two of us are going to be speaking at his lodge this year, aren't we? I think I am. I am as well. Oh. At the same time? No. Who's going to speak first? <laughs> I think I'm coming up in maybe March. I don't know. But yes, I, I do have State College. And, uh, yep. Yep. All right. We'll be right back. Hello, brethren. Dutchy Duck is here to bring you an update from my lodge, the Broken Plow number 377. As you all know, it takes a while for new things to reach our rural valley. And just this week, I was able to listen to the Masonic Light Festivus episode. 
during the airing of grievances, our dear brother Larry Maris aired his concerns on the great pot pie debate. He even asked for my help in defending his opinion. My brother, I will not give the definitive answer for nah and for all time. There are a few absolute givens in life. One, the sun will always rise in the east. Two, the first beer after a long day's work always tastes the best. Three, chicken pot pie is never a pie. My dear brethren, Larry's reaction and opinion is justified. We Pennsylvania Dutch have gifted the world a few culinary delights. Shoe fly pie, scrapple, stuffed pig stomach, red beet eggs, sauerkraut, and chicken pot pie. True pot pie is always served in the form of a soup or stew. In our language, we call it butt boy, literally pot pie, because it's cooked in a pot. What a novel idea. A pie served with chicken, vegetables, and gravy or sauce is called a chicken pie. In our tradition, a Moravian chicken pie is a pie crust, tender roast chicken, and a thick chicken gravy all baked within the confines of a double pie crust. No pot is used. Some Dutchies do add vegetables to theirs, but again, this is a chicken pie, not a pot pie. To prove my point, I turn to William Weiss Weaver, the preeminent scholar on Pennsylvania Dutch foodways, and his excellent book, As American as Shoe Fly Pie, The Food Lore and Fake Lore of Pennsylvania Dutch Cuisine. He states, The oldest known recipe for chicken pot pie in the United States comes from 1751 and the Black Horse Hotel at Reinholds, an old Lancaster County institution once held in high esteem for its fine local cookery. That recipe was a stew of chicken, potatoes, carrots, onions, celery, homemade egg noodles, saffron, and all cooked in a rich chicken broth. I just don't understand why this is such a difficult concept to understand. For 300 years, we Pennsylvania Dutch have been serving and enjoying this truly delicious culinary delight. Is there a more definitive comfort food? <laughs> I think not. I will leave you all with this short anecdote. Our local high school gym teacher, well, he's also our health teacher too, here in our valley, Mr. Gesundheit, yes, that's really his name, often tells his health classes, quote, if you ever go to a party that has drugs or alcohol, you do a 360 and get the heck out of there. Now think about that. Mr. Gesundheit is not very good at math. But I like the idea that he hits on, so I have altered it to apply to this discussion. If you go to a restaurant or a friend's house and they serve chicken pot pie in the form of a pie, you do a 180 and get the hell out of there. Till next time, work hard, stay plum, and on the lights when you leave the room. To learn more about the Pennsylvania Dutch language, culture, and history, please visit my website, padutch101.com, or my YouTube channel, or Facebook, or Instagram, or Twitter. Just search for Doug Badenford or PA Dutch 101. All right, Jack, so we're back, and uh, we need to play uh, a, a game show with our guest tonight. It's time to play Copious Dudes! Yes! Tonight, Brother Tom is going to tell us how much he fritters away 
in dues money for Masonic affiliations, Brother Tom. Oh boy, no, 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 we, no, wait, we wait, have to guess yeah. first, that's right, I forgot how to play this game, <laughs> look at me, it's been so long. All right, we forgot to do that. Uh, all right, so, we have to guess how much we think Brother Tom pays in dues every year. Does your wife know how much you pay in dues? Don't tell year? her. Okay. Shh. She's probably going to listen to She's not listening. Can't let her listen. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. So. She sees it. Josh. Uh, $1,300.06. Ooh, that's large. It is very large. A strong guess by Josh. $1,300.06. $1,300.06. Wow. Tim. Hey, How man. much do you Go think Tom it. pays in his copious dues? So, obviously, I know he's a member of a Blue Lodge. I know he's a member of the Big Valley. Uh, I know he's a member of Zembo Shrine. Uh, tonight, he talked about another... Uh, that couple, letter organization. Yeah, a couple of letter organizations. So, I'm going to say $1,000 even, Tom. 1000 even. Okay. That's high. I think that's high. All right. Jack. <laughs> that would be you. How much do I think Tom pays in dues every year? I think, without going over. One dollar. Without going over. <laughs> I say Tom pays $721 in dues every year. All right, so we have them in. All right. Cap. Jack is at 721. I'm at 1000 and Josh is at $1,300.06. Large. The six cents. Where do you get it. six cents? It's the six cents. It's the rounding error. Yeah. Well, normally is I, that, do, oh, wait I do the $1. Did I, did I carry the one? went to me first. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, Brother Tom, how much do you pay every year for copious dues? So you're close. Eleven oh five. Yes. Oh. Yes. Oh. Yes. <laughs> now I have never won one of these. Now, here, here's, here's. I belong to all the York rights, but I'm life members in each one. That's all right. Ah. So I do not play. So you don't pay. Oh. I don't pay dues. But if you, if you would put in the yeah, York rights, not, then it would be. Then Josh would have won. Yep. Yeah. That's man. the. That's the only thing. So when I joined York Red, I joined from the beginning. I joined all, I did all uh, life memberships. See, I didn't know that. Smart play. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. That was well played, though. Yeah. Well played. Yeah, and it was, uh, I should have tried to, but I didn't. I hate this they had to, game. But you know what? Yeah, it's not a bad game, though. It's really not. <laughs> I mean, I gave one away, so you guys would have never really guessed that. because I never win. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Well, the only reason anybody else won is because Larry's not. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Larry wins every time. Larry does, does. win every time. He does? Amazing. Yeah. Well, he's on the board, what, three times or whatever? Wedding? Copious dues. Copious dues. All right. It's worth every penny, though. That's right. Absolutely. It is. Uh, honest to God, it's worth every penny. I would pay twice that amount. I would. Yep. I would. It's, it's uh, you know, I, I got to be honest. The fraternity is, is uh, it's very inexpensive. That's Larry. Yeah, Larry's calling in. He is. He's sounding better. But it's uh, it's really inexpensive to become a Mason. I, you know, you always would have thought it would have been a lot more. But uh, if you look at it in a roundabout way, it's it's for what you get and what it means to you. It's cheap. Yep. 
Yeah. So join. There is there is an ROI. Okay. Yeah. Right. Right. Hey, I got I got to give you one thing. Here. Okay. Uh-oh. Just one sure. thing. Uh-oh. Yep. One of the greatest Masons of all time, right, was George Washington, our uh-huh. president. I was born on February 22nd. Oh. Same day. George Washington's as birthday. George Washington. Master nice. Mason. Very cool. So I want to leave that with everybody. That's wow. great. So if anybody wants to send me, you know. Birthday cards. Birthday cards. You can. Yeah. To seconds. all the Patreons. <laughs> to all of our <laughs> Patreons. That's right. Exactly. Sure. Hey, I got to tell you guys, I really enjoyed this. This was fantastic. I look forward to coming back again in the next, you know, 10 years. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> No, we've had a great discussion here, though, um, and I think um, you, you, you've made us think a lot. I mean, as you said, I you, hate when that happens. I, isn't that true? God, makes my head hurt. Yeah, can you imagine if Larry were here? Yeah, oh. <laughs> it's too late. I can't. You get guys are weakening the I'm nation. Sorry. I'm telling you, Lois Commodator, nominator. Yeah, nom nom nom. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you keep sorry. thinking you're going to weaken the nation. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we, we greatly appreciate you being with us tonight. It's uh, this has been great. This, you know, you 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 truly are living uh, Freemasonry, and I think you've given us all a challenge to do that in everything that we do. If you can do it. As an elected politician, anybody can do anybody it. can do it. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Just so everybody knows, we're not setting the bar real high here. Okay? <laughs> oh, we are right. definitely not setting the bar high. No. So uh, let's see what we've got coming up. What? Oh, I'll geez. talk a little bit. You want me to go first? Talk to someone else. I'll, I'll go first. Go. All right. So um, I got nothing. When you get this, when you hear this episode, if you hear it on the day it's released, uh, you will have just missed the January meeting of Ubar Grotto. M O V P E R M O U S E. And so um, I'll be at that. On the 29th, I will be attending the uh, trustees meeting of Eureka Westshore Lodge number 302. Wow, we're all excited about that for you. Well, you know, we're going to try to make the audit process a little simpler this year, uh, which we're all fa- fans of. On the 30th, uh, Zimbo Past Masters Club will be meeting. I'll be at that. Um, I think I mentioned probably during a break. On the 5th of February at uh, Eureka Westshore Lodge number 302, our stated meeting, Brother Tom, I'm sorry, Brother Scott Matinchak. Tom is his dad. He, Scott will is. be Scott Matinchak will be there to talk about the history of the Dudley Watch. Uh, can't wait to hear from Brother Tom or Brother Scott. Good grief! Well, I mean, he has well, his dad's yeah, watch. That's right. He has Tom's watch. Who are you yeah, talking has, about now? I'm right. confused. Yeah, exactly. I'm so confused. Uh, on the 13th of February, I will be the speaker at the Shippensburg Scottish Rite Club. Where I'll be talking about the Masonic Light Podcast. And a boy. Yeah, baby. What's that? And then, <laughs> exactly. Um, Finally. Then on the 17th, Saturday, the 17th of February, uh, the Big Valley of Harrisburg will be having their Valentine's dinner. Um, if uh, you're in the area, uh, it's a great way to, it's a couple days after Valentine's Day, but it's that Saturday. Um, those of you that have attended previous. Um, Versions of that know how good it's been. So, uh, and that's all I have, Jack. Um, not not a ton. Um, the the usual stuff. I mm-hmm. do my Monday night mentoring with the candidates. 
I have uh, Ubar Grotto coming up. I've got um, some other stuff having to do with other stuff. Um, I am participating in the uh, Grand Lodge Committee on Membership Revitalization stuff. Uh, stuff. Uh-huh. So I've got a couple of those events coming up in lodges. Just um, and, and that's a program. I mean, if 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 you're Nah, I don't, don't want to get into it now. But, okay. Um, but anyway, I'm doing stuff, Masonic stuff. So I have a question for it's you. It's stuff. What? So with the changes that have occurred, and we're not going to talk about specific changes. within the. Yeah, we're not going to talk about specifics. But how will that affect, or do you know yet, um, will that affect your work with your candidates as they're coming through the work? Have you determined that yet? Well, the official word is that proficiency has been removed. For the first and second. Candidate For the first degree. All I saw was the words proficiency is removed. I'm I'm not – and and I did not go to school of instruction at at the last school of instruction. So I may be a little bit out of the loop. Okay. So not to take it for what it is. Yep. Um, And and that's – that's, in my opinion, not the say best. Say it! I, I, all right, I'm just going to say it. <laughs> I've been working for 10 years to mm-hmm. create proficiency in new candidates mm-hmm. in our lodge. Yep. And I think it's made better Masons. Yep. Uh, it's kept our line staffed mm-hmm. with people who are willing to go through the line because now they believe that they can learn the work. And I think that's an important component of it. And I believe that learning the work is an important component of making masonry a part of who you are. I think, I think it rewires your brain. Mm-hmm. You know, you 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 create this this neural network that involves masonry, and I think it it affects who you are. And I think that's how we make good men better. And I'd like to see more of that. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to continue instructing as I've been instructing before. Um, for me, nothing's going to change as far as that goes. Good. Everybody, all of the candidates that I have talked to that are coming in and going through have said, no, I want to learn that stuff. Good. Every one of them to a man uh, because they're looking for something more. Mm-hmm. And and they believe that this will help them find it. And I believe it as well. So, and, and what you're describing is exactly what my lodge is doing, which is it's the letter of what we see here is that it's way for the between the two degrees because of necessity. But we're still going to do it before they cross over into their third degree. Right. We're still going to continue it on after their third degree. Yeah. We're still going to do everything that we've been doing. I will regard. admit that I have had difficulty in the past getting people to continue to come mm-hmm. after they've received their thirds because they think they're finished just because they received their third, but they mm-hmm. still don't have the work of the third. Right. Um, so that's that. And I think that's something that just has to build over that's time. That's just a part of it. <clears throat> yeah, it's part of it. But um, but I, I, I do. that. You know, once you've, once you've learned that you can learn the work – then it makes it easier to take on the role, uh, you know, to take. Is that a chair. like the farther we trace it, the easier it becomes? I'm sorry, did you say that out loud? Yes, <laughs> yes, you did. 
It's in a charge. Uh, it's written what? down. We I can talk didn't, about it. I, I, <laughs> it's written down. We can talk about it. Anyway, um, that's that's my personal opinion, and um, I am I will serve the lodge, and I will um, be a, a, a dutiful mason, and I will continue to support the Grand Lodge and the Grand Master in every way that I can. There you go. Absolutely. Brother Tom, what have you got coming up Masonically? Hey, big weekend. Bed, bath, and beyond. Maybe a little bit of Home Depot. Nice. <laughs> Some potpourri. I want to know, know about that. Wow. You're really curtains. playing it safe, aren't you? <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, oh, that's, all, body that, spray. That, 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 that's a line from old school. <laughs> you know. So, uh, yeah, Frank the Tank, right? So, yeah. You know, this week is, uh, you know, for this, for me, the next two weeks, three weeks actually, are extremely busy because we got to get petitions signed. Yeah. To get on the ballot so I can run for my fifth term. So it is, uh, it's, it's going to be a challenge to get a lot of Masonic stuff done. Yeah. You know, for me. So we're going to, you know, be pretty much taken over by my political career. Unfortunately, it won't make the Masonic, uh, duties mm-hmm. that easy this year or this you know the next couple of weeks so that's one thing about politics and sometimes your job or whatever it is it kind of pulls you away depending on what you do or what where you go um it's pretty demanding but you know i'll find something i so, always do you know maybe bump in the lodge or yeah. go up to the valley there you go you know what i mean gotta see you gotta see we're Co- always up at the valley right? gotta see cookie a little bit that's you it. know make sure check in on him and yep. you know but i think it's even not just going to places you know i i speak to uh bud baker you know, on a regular basis, and we talk about things. And you know, tomorrow I guess I'll be going down to. Uh, I got to file some paperwork with uh, Masonic Village. Mm-hmm. So I guess there are things I'm doing. But okay, good. You know, you make it here, you make it there. You well, you it. mentioned earlier that you're going to be on the board of directors, right, for the Correct. Masonic Villages, mm-hmm. and so that's important work. And uh, so thank you for your service in that regard. Yeah, thanks. I, I, you know, I look forward to it. I was honored to uh, to be asked. You know, Larry called me up, and Grandmaster called me up. Sorry, mm-hmm. and uh, we were talking about it and i think it's a good move for me uh i represent probably seven or eight uh nursing homes in the district now that has changed the district has changed and i didn't even get into all that with redistricting and all that kind of crazy stuff but it's changed a little bit so i think i lost one or two or whatever but i try to get in and find out what they need and where they need to go but uh you know the big thing with nursing homes is reimbursement Mm -hmm. you know that uh medicaid and medicare reimbursement and making sure we're getting the right amount as a state and you, know, you have the federal funding, but getting that state match and giving that a little bit more bump uh, needs to be done. And it just happened here in the last couple of years. We've got some, some extra money into there, but we got to do better. You know, we got to help them out yeah. do the thing. So yeah, I appreciate that. So one question we didn't ask, but you mentioned reelection beyond reelection. What does the future hold for uh, representative illustrious 33rd brother, <laughs> Emperor, Emperor Tom Mahaffey, honorable, yeah, honorable. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's the title. <laughs> Wait, what? So you know they never say never in politics, right? Uh-huh. I tell you, I am really happy in my position where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. Um, not sure how long I'll stay or whatever. You know, the, the voters will make that decision one way or another. But you know, I'll know when it's time. You know, I talked to John Payne and. Said, how'd you know? Mm-hmm. You know, he said, you'll know. He <laughs> said, you know, you know, politics will tell you. Uh, you know, you're either going to go out on your own, or you, you know, you're going to go out, go out on the uh, voters' will. But 
you know, I try to do and put myself in, in the shoes of every constituent. You know, when you're up there making votes, it's not easy, right? Yeah. You, you, you try to read these bills, and, and they come fast and furious. But but you even said you're still a business owner, right? You're oh, still, yeah. You're still a businessman in the community, and so so everything that you're doing it affects you. So you're aware of it from a from a like on the street real life perspective example. from yeah. a real life yeah exactly a real life ex- example and and guys that are are career politicians I, I I'm sorry you you have to lose touch yeah. if you're if you're a career politician like that and 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 do you want to know what I do when I lose touch when yeah. I feel like I'm losing touch I go to work yeah there you go I go down to the beer distributor I I got to be honest I work the register I start talking to customers and right. you know just interacting and it grounds you, you know, mm-hmm. it's either that or my wife, you know, plants her foot completely. And my... <laughs> they smack you upside yeah. the head and say, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she's that's great. She, she's got a good kicker, but, um, you know, it, it does and it, it grounds you, but here's what I do, you know, around holidays, uh, you know, when we, we, uh, when they're off, when my, when my team's off and for the holiday, I try to give them off or whatever I can do, mm-hmm. or I come in and work. So a lot of times, like over the Christmas holiday, I was working shifts and, and doing what I needed to do. So even though I was off politically because the office was closed and so so forth, I was working. Mm-hmm. And I, I do that a lot. And, and I, I try to really, you know, reach out to as many people as I can, talk to as many people. Emails, they're great. You know, quickies, text messages, they're great for quickies. But when you got to have good conversations mm-hmm. with people, and that either is done in person or on the phone – uh, I run a ton of minutes on my cell phone, and I do that because I want to know what's going on and I want to understand. Mm-hmm. And if somebody sends an email in and they're they're distraught over a situation, maybe the way I voted, maybe the way I you know whatever I did or whatever, uh, you know I'll call them and I'll say you know you want to come in, you want me to talk, you know you want to talk over the phone. What do you want to do? Right. I'm willing. Because that makes me a better representative, and it allows me to to be grounded. I think that's really the base word that we've been using here tonight, and it allows me to to make great decisions, and I mean great, not just good, great decisions when that comes up on the board. Mm-hmm. Am I voting yes or no on this particular bill? And uh, some people say, "Oh, you know, you you vote, you know, too conservative, or you vote too liberal on this, and you'd vote this, you vote that." It's not about that. It's not a liberal move or it's not a conservative move. It really truly is a move of what is best for the people of the 106th district. And you know what? I'm not going to make them all happy. So just so you know, Mm -hmm. nobody from your district listens to this show. That's all right. So, you know, it's okay if you want to be. It's not true. I know of at least two people that listen to this show. Well, I'm hoping brother, the illustrious brother, Scott Matinchek. Is, is listening because maybe because yeah, yeah. him and him and his father yeah. are, are both and his <laughs> exactly. father now his father was not before Tom was not and right. now he is yes and uh, he's in the district since uh, that but it is I mean I just talk about it because uh, you know I said to my uh, campaign manager I said to her tonight I said you know what upsets me the most about you know when somebody runs against me is I can't understand why because I give it every day all day. And I want to. I I think I do a great job at what I do. I don't do it for the money. I don't do it for the honorable, you know, all that garbage. And hey, representative, that's okay. It's Tom, you know. But I do it because I want to help people, you know. And and that's my retail sales 
30 years of retail sales, let's help mm-hmm. them. You know, and, and it's easy to sell beer because everybody leaves, they're happy, right? <laughs> uh, not everybody leaves your office or off the phone is happy, but you try to work through that process and, and try to keep them happy. When you say to me, is, is there anything on the, the horizon? Not really. It, not, not politically. Maybe a lot more golf when I retire from this job. <laughs> there you go. You know? But it, it is, you know, I, I do that. And, you know, I spend a lot of time uh, hunting and so forth. So in the, that's my winter thing, yeah. you know. And uh, I try. But it, it's, you know, it's, it's, I'm busy. You know, I'm busy with politics. It's, an, it's a 7, 24-7 job. It never stops. You know, I can be walking in the grocery store or, you know, maybe the liquor store. You know, I see a constituent. They're like, hey representative i'm like yeah sure what's going on and they want to talk you mm-hmm. know what and that's okay because that's what we're here for yeah you know it's all about talking cool so that's kind of where it is so no big moves for me right now but Good. you never know you know what i mean you never know yeah you never know you never know i never say never there you go so uh my happy for president no no wait hold on a minute we're going a little too far here <laughs> 30 2032 yeah, yeah. There you uh, go. Right. so josh that may, that may be a never <laughs> yeah exactly there you go uh, josh how about you uh i i think i have something coming up later this week uh-huh. uh i might try to get to grotto oh cool and i think we'll have lodge before next yeah we'll yeah have you lodge will. before next show so. you will we'll try to do that if any, I can. any idea what's coming up at lodge nope okay it's nice to be out of the loop on that stuff, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, very good. <laughs> <laughs> so, has been. Um, so one item that uh, I failed to mention, um, that I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, we've been asked to announce that Abington Royal Arts Chapter number 245 in Jenkintown, Pennsylvania, is having a Capitular Masonry Symposium. Ooh! On uh-huh. Saturday, September the seventh, you got a little time to plan for that. Cool. Um, information is available. Uh, I'm sure if you uh, do a Google search on Abington Royal Arts Chapter Number Two Hundred and Forty Five, or you can send an email to Abington A B I N G T O N two four five H P, which I assume is for High Priest, um, at gmail dot com. And let them know you're interested in that. Um, it looks like a really good program. And um, I had agreed that we'll throw a couple of drops of that in uh, in the next few episodes to let folks know that's on the horizon. So. Are you getting paid for that, Tim? We are. Okay, good. Yeah. All right. I want a piece of that action. So, um, all right. Uh, Larry is not here. Um, so um, right. let's call up the chickens. Let's call, uh, let those chickens and out. see what happens. Get us out. We'll see what happens. Everybody, special thanks to Edward Lodge number 665 for this camp out here. Excuse me. What? Oh, yeah. And, uh, Dutchy Doug. And, um, Chief Ripoff of, uh, the car guys. And, uh, Click and Clack the Tappet Brothers. And, uh, Leonard Post Toasties. And, uh, How the hell with it? How with it? Where are you? Bring us some ice. All right. <laughs> All right. This is Tim. Jack. Tom. Josh. Saying bye, everybody. Good night. Don't forget. Have fun. Have fun and do good. Do good. <laughs>